two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right, fellas. Hey, hey. Yes. Oh, man, indeed. Uh, boy, we are joined right up top here. You you don't waste any time sometimes. You just got to say, we are joined by Tommy, everybody. Hey, thank you for having me. And, Let's uh, hear you it. Know, yep. Welcome to all of our listeners. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. It's going pretty good. It's um, a new year, I think, since I've been on the uh podcast of course there's a lot of debate about how long one is allowed to call it a new year but you know to me i'm yes. uh, it's, it's new and i like it right keep keep new year's new you're mm. saying you know city councilman running wise i'm saying each to their own you know if it feels <laughs> new to you then then go ahead and say it you know if the other person right. uh you know says eh, i'm already sick of it well that sounds like their problem right a guy at the uh, parking garage hit me with Happy New Year, uh, but it was it sounded like a threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Happy New yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I didn't hear him. Or we're like, I, I, it didn't match up with the tone, so I, I hit him with an excuse me, and he <laughs> came back. He came back even more menacing. <laughs> I can't Happy imagine New that Year. helped. I didn't. Held the knife even closer to you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Should we, you know, put a little more behind our holiday wishes? Do you really mean it? Where's your weapon? Mm. Merry Christmas is an empty threat with with no backup weapon. Yes. That's true. How how are you to believe that a person really is willing to kill you about it without a weapon? Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah a follow-up yeah. question too i think you know like i guess let's see they say merry christmas and you say like i don't know you want more uh, yeah. how merry is it you know how merry do you think it, it should be do you want to know how merry i'm finding it you know and then <laughs> maybe establish some kind of scale you know like on a scale of two to 13 and a half with nine being the maximum you know Oh, right. If you go above nine, it goes like some buzzer goes off and there's a graphic where like a thermometer is going beyond its capacity. I think you just start going back the other way, back towards a, a lesser value. You know, No graphic, you're saying. <laughs> you can have the graphic. I mean, it's, 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 it's however you want to do it, man. Uh, it's fine with me. Oh, man. Um, yes, indeed. Well, yeah, new months. Uh, New Year's, all new different kinds of things. Tommy, what about this? New song about a month. Mm. You know, long December, go until November. What's next? Yeah, or like, uh, I mean, new song about a new month, like, you know, Octuary or... um, Oh, new month altogether that way. Septimgus. Yeah, Septimgus. The hybrid month album. Yeah. You know, whatever. If you, I mean, I'm just, I don't know how to make up a new month name that doesn't, that people would know as a month. So I'm going with, <laughs> you know, putting two together. That's uh, true. You do the, uh, the Simpsons approach and just go smarch, mm. which I, I thought was a nice 
that was clear that that was a that was a month. You know? Yeah. Oh, what is what's the SMA? Uh, September, I guess. Okay, excuse me. Right. No, I, I mean I don't think it's anything. It was just, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, like January or they were misprinted school calendars, and you know, Elmer <laughs> okay. says, uh, lousy March weather or whatever as they're <laughs> walking into the. Uh, I have a dear friend, Arthur Harrison, who maybe you guys have met. He uh, designs theremins, uh, designs, produces, and sells. Arguably, I mean, in his, in my opinion, the finest theremins ever, you know, ever. Yeah. Uh, but he has a sign in his foyer that he got from the cafeteria at his um, work that says, uh, I think it says Meatloaf Day, uh, Friday, January 23rd. <laughs> Um, and he loved it so much because clearly they just used the sign from last week, which had like, you know, maybe it says that, yeah, the 23rd would be nice, but yeah, it, 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 it you get it. Thirth. Uh, they, they got it wrong. It was supposed to say second and they just didn't change part of it or change it. Right, wrong. right, right. Keeping the yeah. ND for like four ND instead of fourth. Yes. Formed. Yeah. So the 23rd, he has great uh, decorations for a long time. You know, it's one of those houses where you walk in and you have to go up split level stairs. And when you got those up to fun. the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and you could, you know, you could see through the stairs. I always think that's really cool and classy. Yeah. Um, but when you got to the top, you were face to face with this. It was a paper plate that was hanging from the ceiling at eye level. And it was a, a Condoleezza Rice mask that he had made. Um, <laughs> so, so that was like, you know, pretty cool to be confronted with that. Um, <laughs> that made it how? Yeah, he just printed a picture of Condoleezza Rice and, you know, blew it up to face size and then mounted it to a paper plate and, and cut it out. Um, uh, okay, and you could yeah. wear it, you couldn't see, you know, because it didn't have the eyes cut out. But he made it on occasion. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird if it had the eyes cut out. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when it was in the news, uh, they discovered. This was in the news? Well, not, not the plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the closest to coverage this, this has ever gotten, is me telling you about it right now. <laughs> um, but it, there was a news story. They found out that uh, Gaddafi was really into Condoleezza Rice and that he had a, sort of a shrine to her with memorabilia and stuff um and arthur really found that to be something and so he suggested <laughs> it at work you know we should all wear condoleezza rice masks you know i think we'd be more productive and 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 that so he made a condoleezza rice mask and started wearing it uh at work and and he was laughing in the meeting where he suggested this laughing so hard he couldn't talk and of course nobody thought it was funny um, <laughs> at all um, oh man! But Arthur just because I've already said guy. so much about this, I kind of have to. I kind of have to finish up with what happened to the mask. So please, he he got his kitchen remodeled. Uh, really nice job. Got uh, some contractors. Wallpaper Home of Depot. that mask. <laughs> he, he got a new microwave, you know, and it replaced. It, it was mounted in the wall, um, but he never. He was. He never used it for anything. He has still never used it. He kept the old microwave. He uses that one. Um, and the Condoleezza rice mask now lives in the new uh, microwave, so uh, which has a you know the the door is like dark like microwaves are, and so you can just sort of see it, and it's really this eerie thing that she's looking at you. Um, 
in this Wait, inside the microwave? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, like in the door of the microwave, because remember, he never uses the microwave. He uses his old oh. one from before he got his kitchen remodeled. So there's really no danger <laughs> of uh, Condi getting overheated or anything like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So and shout out, Arthur. Love you, man. Do, uh... Yes. Hmm? And this is not a question about uh, Arthur and and whether there was any question about uh, what he did, but are you allowed to do uh, black plates? Because I know you can't do black face. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, and complicating it, it, it isn't a color mask. It's in black and white. I mean, it's it's grayscale. So as opposed to black face, it's grayscale, you know. Okay. So I don't know if you can do black scale. Then. The, the paper plate is, yeah, just your regular. It has reg- ridges around the corners like paper plates do. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's white. <laughs> right okay yeah that's good and while i'm saying offensive things uh did it did it they ever uh just look and determine that his name is really just omar (laughs) Mm. (laughs) the theremin player right (laughs) (laughs) arthur Arthur omar harrison (laughs) (laughs) already that i mean it's not momar right i think it might be momar though I feel like I've know, certainly heard that. I just don't think anybody's checked into it. That's hmm. all. Omar. Do you remember his, his backup singers, his his security squad of like pretty sexy women in the uniforms and the boots and the glasses? Do, do you know about them? That rings some kind of a bell. No, but I tell me about that. What that's He always has those ladies with him? Yeah, like, like backup dancers or something, but they're his security team. I mean, he's dead now. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe, maybe they're available. They just dance around the grave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they're I'm famous for this. Fans, you. maybe they're listening right now, and they, you know, and they need something to do. Because my backup dancers, I haven't seen them in months. I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> he recorded uh, like yeah. years worth of instructions for them to continue, and so they still. And this, that same machine that gives the instructions pays them for their time yes if they were ever paid i mean it's a dictatorship i don't know how that works how the pay scale works oh you just dictate how much you want to pay them yeah i i think you i mean you can do a lot of stuff with these uh living wills and stuff like that i was just wrapping up my living will uh and like you can just there's just big sections for jokes and like whatever other stuff you i I was just wrapping up my will to live (laughs) yeah yeah, good timing good Tommy. (laughs) yeah i i only put a couple in i forget i I forget exactly what they were but um oh it was like uh i put genuinely put in the uh living will thing that like my ashes had to be put in a what i the, the quote is just in an urn that was far too big for the amount of ashes uh, <laughs> that we required. That was, that was one of them. I, c- I can't remember, just like a few ex- a few little jokes like that. That'll be oh, really nice. convenient, you know, when they're trying to move the urn around and it's like, you know, a big hassle and there's no reason, there's only a few ashes in it. And they'll remember like, oh yeah, Tup, he was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, even in death. Still yeah, making just... us uh, hire lawyers to 
decipher the the exact meaning of his words here. <laughs> oh, I said one of the things was uh, if my my wife and my uh, you know if we both should go at the same time, then like our ashes will be mixed together. But if only my if only I die, then uh, she has to like stir my ashes up in some <laughs> weird ceremony. Uh, that's weird like that. <laughs> oh yes. I think you might want to consider color coding the ashes in the event that um, somebody, presumably your children, want to ever separate them. You know, save you know, save them the trouble. Like if yours oh, were dyed good. pink or mm. something. Pre, yeah. Uh, it's like those things where you used to put the different colored sand in the bottle. Right? Those are beautiful. Right. Yeah. Right. Beautiful thing to do. Do that with ashes, except yeah, just color. But you, so you, that probably means you have to burn me up with some kind of a uh, something that creates color in in ashes. Oh like yeah, one of those sand bottles, maybe I don't know. Donate your ashes to science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy was burned. <laughs> right. See if you can put them back together. <laughs> yeah, but if anybody else gets cremated, we'll now be able to. Yeah, we we have enough here to study to try to help anybody who's been accidentally cremated. Oh, right. Like, um, yeah. Well, I guess I was the the company I was about to start. In my mind was assuming that ashes were valuable, and I was going to say like, oh yeah, you get people's like ashes and then you just give them back like you know just stuff you made like cheaper stuff and then you you use the real ashes for yourself but i luckily <laughs> caught myself <laughs> what we're famous for um an interesting concept i think we got to on the text exchange leading up to the uh podcast was uh and there was some confusion, but I think the the spirit of it was still there. Like, uh, we're talking about, like, pitching each other a song, like, on the podcast. And you were like, pitch? What's this pitch? Like, it either, either it is a song or it isn't. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And, like, a very encouraging sentiment uh, going into, like, presenting something that you came up with. I really liked it. Yeah, you know, I, I felt that too that um you know when we're talking about creativity and uh making things kind of birthing them bringing them into the world um i've had a hard time with that over the course of my life you know wanting to be more prolific than i am um and all the ways it can go off the rails like uh you know losing faith in the idea before it's done mm-hmm. or um, thinking it's good, but then going to an instrument and deciding it's too simple. So it needs to be smarter. And then you, you know, you make it smarter, but then it's not what it was. You don't like it. And um, I, I feel differently about it now that, um, that you, you just do it. You just yeah. let it, be what it is. And, and the Beatles movie was so great, right? Because you get to see Paul McCartney doing it and, and how how unconcerned he seemed about whether yeah. it was good or not. And and if he did something and it he didn't like it or it wasn't good, that didn't seem to bother him either. You know, well, I'll just keep working yeah. on it until it is good or I'll, I'll think of something else. Um, but yeah, a, a song, 
you know, the image I think of these days is sort of like uh, an archaeologist on a dig. And they're there with these special brushes and they've studied, like, how do I uncover what is here without changing it or damaging it? And, mm. you know, they're looking for the borders. They don't know if the whole dinosaur is down there. They hope it is. But they're just, they're just trying to uncover what's there so that they can examine it. Um, and I, I don't think they say, like, oh, this is a shitty dinosaur, you know. This dinosaur <laughs> sucks. I, this would have been way better if some other archaeologist would have uncovered it, you know. Right. You're looking for what's there. Um, and th that kind of helps me if I get to some moment where I think, like, oh, no, what do I do now? Should I write a bridge? You know, maybe if I put a, you know, a chord with a flat 13th in it, you know. Um, yeah. Those are really unhelpful thoughts. But but just to to sit for a moment and realize, like, no, I probably do know what's there, you know. It, yeah, man. I can probably just sit here, and if I don't get in my way, you know, then let me let me use my little dinosaur brush. And I found that, yeah, it's there. Right. Invest in a bunch of archaeology equipment, and yeah, get it going. Yeah, yeah, or or use whatever <laughs> is at hand, you know, your girlfriend's toothbrush, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Big archaeology yeah. equipment or a little ukulele. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? Have you ever sleep-written a song? Ooh. Uh, yes, what I haven't done is been able to keep it and bring it into the world. I, I wake up with some kind of music in my head more often than not. Um, mm. But just in the business of getting up, and I don't always, I don't always feel like following up on an idea. Um, I mean, famously, McCartney wrote yesterday in his sleep, and he thought it was some other song, and he went around for several days asking people, like, hey, what is this? You know, do, um, but I'm not him. Terrible um, McCartney impression. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the song that I've written, what could it be? Do you recognize it? That was pretty terrible, too. What, what, what about you, Tup? You, you ever wake up with one and follow up on it and make it into something? I don't. I don't think I've. Uh, I don't think I really have anything going on when I sleep. Of course, I must. The uh, doctors, the world around, agree. Uh, but I, I don't have any really inner life at all. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't. I don't seem to do that. I definitely like uh, a lot of shits, uh, songwriting, shower. Uh, riding in the car when the radio is broken, whatever. Uh, lots of other times songs come into appear, uh, but not doesn't seem to happen when I wake up. Yeah. I don't think I have anything on the waking up with one ready to go either. Um, yeah, I think I only have anything when we create these deadlines, these uh, forced creativity exercises that we <laughs> set up for the podcast and... Yeah, maybe that's, you know, my own sick little way of uh, forcing myself to uh, try to write songs. Well, you inspire me, like, just on the, the couple of times I've been on the podcast, uh, sometimes you just start singing something about what we're talking about. And those yeah. sound like real songs to me. And often when you stop, I feel like I have the next bit. And sometimes I've sang them and I found it, like real satisfying so tommy you know, for sure man like i do feel like the uh the freedom of this not to get too in the weeds but yeah like is a great place to like write melodies like 
I, I'll hum stuff from the podcast that we like did for sure. And and to your second point about like your ability, I've hummed specifically when you added, not from my cold dead hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is such a jam, <laughs> dude. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm with you all the way. And this is a great spot to try and goof off some melodies out of your system. Historically, I am such a self-conscious person that the idea of just opening my mouth and letting something, you know, singing something uh, and just letting it be there, it's um, it's a little mortifying to me, you know. But uh, watching that Beatles thing and being around you guys, I'm kind of understanding, no, that's that's what you do, you know. You yeah, just, man, let it rip. Yep, yep, let it rip. Yeah. I, I remember one that I'll sing for you. This was um, a couple of years ago, and I was just feeling good. Uh, I was getting ready to go do a, a wedding gig in Buffalo, and the guys were here when we were loading the car, and I just felt good. The gig turned out to be a disaster, I remember. I mean, a real disaster. <laughs> oh. But I didn't know that yet. Um, yeah, they and, should tell you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that would be nice to get like some kind of an alert upon waking, you know, like uh, be a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I wrote this song all at once. Uh, let me see if I can remember this. I'm sure I can, but I, I just need a second. It was like, yeah. um, oh, it was like this. Uh, one, two, one, two, three. A good boy. He's a happy boy. He's a strong boy. He's a healthy boy. Nobody knows his middle name, boys. <laughs> Nobody knows his middle name, boys. There's only two kinds of boys. There's a good boy, the strong boy, the happy boy, and just repeat it over and over again. But, Good uh, boy, strong boy, happy, happy boy, boy, he's a healthy boy, nobody yeah. knows middle name. And I liked ending it on there's only two kinds of boys because you just, then you go and list four boys. List all the different mm -hmm. types of boys, yeah. yeah so is that, it, was, is that, that was really why, satisfying. Hmm? Tommy, is that why it used to be Happy Boy Studios? Well, there was, From yeah, that? Um, that was the same time period and I was a happy boy at that time, which was novel for me. Um, and the song was certainly part of it, but I don't remember. It, it may. The song have, may, may have predated wanting it to call the studio a, happy boy. Yeah. I love that song. A, it could be a, both a card and a horse at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was a period in time. Thank, and thanks, Pete. That time was yeah, also man. called, and you guys may remember this because, uh, Tup, this is why I met you when we did the Don Kim record together. Um, but... There was a lot of talk about Beanie Boys um, because uh. I had a friend, in fact, the guy that played drums on the Don Kim record, Leland, and he had had some health problems and he read this book about a diet and it looked, it looked awesome. I was happy for him. He was losing weight and uh, you know, uh, things really were coming together for him. But the diet seemed like a huge like, pain. I didn't know how you could ever keep something together like that. And since I, I'm not a dietitian or, and I don't know anything, which you know, sometimes makes me feel entitled to just act like I do know things, which is uh, pretty common, I thought, you know, I'll bet I could get the same nutritional benefits just from like making beans in a crock pot. Um, and so I ate a lot of beans uh, for a couple of years with, with a good friend, and we made beans together, and we were beanie boys, and we were happy boys. Uh, and uh, uh, I know both of our middle names. His is Talcott, mine's David. Um, but yeah, we talked a lot. Talcott, T-A-L-C-O-T-T, -T. yeah. Talcott powder. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll get to it. That's the what what uh, what what are they saying the spelling bee? What is the country of origin? No. I yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but th- this actually does have a punchline because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a family name, and uh, my friend is uh, Richard Talcott Clarkson the uh, Third. Mm. Yeah, I believe. And one time I was talking with Ricky, and it occurred to me that if he wanted to name his kid after himself, that Richard Talcott Clarkson the Fourth wasn't really going to do it. That in fact he'd have to name his son Richard Talcott Clarkson the Third. Junior. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I like that because it's so selfish and so against <laughs> the idea of naming your child after, you know, in that same line. It seems so petty and small to me that I just loved it. Yeah. And uh, Ricky pointed out that his kid would have to be named uh, Richard Talcott Clarkson the third, Junior the second. And at that oh, point, man. that that one, I mean, maybe you had to be there and hear the way he said it and see the look of how it, that dawned on his face. But um, <laughs> I, I still laugh at that one. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, you know, that could be like the next John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt name because it gets yeah. so long, <laughs> yeah. you know. Richard Talkie the fourth, junior, so whatever. Yeah. The second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once removed. Oh. Yeah, I think do we do we hold elections for all right? Who's running for the next John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt of 2022? We got mm, it, Ricky Talcott Jr. the fourth. We got uh, Condoleezza Bernard Rice. Jameson, have... <laughs> Bernard Jameson Johnson the fifth Jr. And there uh, was uh, yeah. Frank George William Leonard Flint Sr. Oh, uh, yes. A good, good friend of ours. Yes, really? a friend of ours from the Inner Harbor who was uh, kind of an early podcast guest, um, as it were. Yeah. You know, a guy who, who knew his history down in the harbor and um, told us about Edgar Allan Poe and such. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Heck of a fella. Frank George William Leonard Sr. Right. It's, this is tough. Edgar. It's too long. Yeah. Frank George William Leonard Flint Sr., yeah, he, you just rattle that off, man. That's that is impressive to me. Yes, that one I do have memorized. He's uh, a few of those. He's just thrown in there, right? <laughs> I think he knew Frank it too George well. George William Leonard. You, these are all first names. Mm. Well, I think you know Baltimore being a very uh, Catholic town. I think you know he got a couple confirmations. He had two middle names as it was, as it were, okay. maybe, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one of them is a confirmation name. So I think, and he really, in his later years, once his life, the the less meaning his life had, the more names he would add back in. He was like, well, my confirmation confirmation name was Flint. <laughs> Whatever. <Right. laughs> do, do you get extra, like, communion wafers if you have more names, more first names? And that's a serious oh, question. That'd be a good system. Right, because especially if you're hungry and you were using that for sustenance, too. Right. Oh, my confirmation name was Flint. Don't anybody forget. And everybody gets up after they take the wafer and have to explain all their names. If I, I was running the church, I, I would I would want to see some documentation because you know people could really <laughs> abuse the system, and you know these wafers ain't cheap. Right. The cost of wafers. I wonder if that was a supply chain thing. Like, oh, Jesus's body, which we all believe we couldn't get in the supply chain. Anybody ready to quit believing? <laughs> that's a, that's a real <laughs> test of faith. 
Right. Uh, well, you still need the cracker to turn it into the body, though. So, right. Yeah. But you know, if Jesus wouldn't have had the storm that knocked out the supply chain, then that's that's a good point. Come to think of it, probably wouldn't have even died. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just would have <laughs> stayed alive forever, and that would have been the best way to tell us face to face. Would have destroyed the wafer industry, though. Right. Oh my God. Oh, and that's why. That's it. And yeah. And there's a. You know, you always figure out that God has a plan, right? To save know, the wafer industry. They 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 blame the Jews a lot for the death of Jesus. You know, uh, but I'm going to blame blame the uh, burgeoning wafer lobby. <laughs> yes, the yeah. wafer industry was detrimental to Christ. The Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is that? The opening to a musical, uh, a woman setting the stage. Yeah, yeah. And the musical is just called like Nilla, after the wafers. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Oh my oh, god. Oh, and her name is also Nilla, and uh, right. Yeah, she start this. This the musical opens, and she's just sitting in a pile of broken wafers, <laughs> mm-hmm. sweeping them up. I think that's what you do. The wafers have run this town for years. <laughs> you do not disrespect a member of the wafer family. George! George! I thought I told you to do away with that uppity attitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my darling. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nilla Nilla Floyd Benson William II. <laughs> oh man, got a nice snort going over here. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, good. She's got 20 different names and she's she's running for the annual John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she sings, she blows the audition because her mouth is dry from the wafers, and this is before they had the uh, the blood of Christ thing all worked out. That you would have that next, right? Yeah. The supply chain guy shows up to sing a song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and and the song I want to pitch to you guys is is simply uh you know how high the cost of wafers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What is it's what is du- the value of a wafer? Uh, <laughs> and yes, I think it's a duet, a nasty duet between the supply chain guy and um the face of the Nilla, the face of the wafer company. Yeah, but I and, I think she's yeah. like a Cinderella character, right? I mean, she's not She's not at the top of the wafer game yet. She's she's at the bottom. She's sweeping up the nil, the wafer crumbs, you know, with okay. with, with big dreams in her heart, you big know, dreams, and right. It may be a mystery Hi. she's trying to solve about like what is her middle name, something like that. <laughs> I will one day run this company. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will one day run this company. <laughs> No, you will not. <laughs> I'll tell them that the cracker is the sign of God. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. The priest pops in. The priest uh, pops in for a quick Gregorian chant, uh, like interlude. 
You know, and it's like the yeah, right. It's kind of the introduction of all the characters in the story, right? The priest pops out for his little moment, and then the end of the opening number is all of them like holding hands at the front of the stage. The priest, Nilla, the supply chain guy. Um, yeah, so I think we really have something. Yeah, and it takes place in Baltimore, you know, where where a lot of things happen, and where I think we can probably get a you know an inexpensive place to put on the show. Um, yeah, you know, none of us know our middle names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I got a middle name story. I used to work retail, um, and. It was, I was obnoxious. You could probably tell you've been listening to me on this podcast for, you know, a while. Um, <laughs> and like a lot of obnoxious people, I thought that it was kind of my duty to, you know, entertain the tro- troops and let's cheer us all up. So I made up a thing called Middle Name Day where uh, I went around and I asked everybody on the team, well, what's your middle name? Why don't we just use that today instead of, you know, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And... um People were into it, which was unusual because most of my ideas people didn't like. Um, <laughs> and I got everybody's names and I made a little chart because I was at work and I wanted to look like I was working. Um, but now, what's your this... social security number? <laughs> <laughs> and mother's Let's maiden name. Let's all go by our social security numbers today. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be confusing. Nobody <laughs> would know when it was time to go to lunch or who needed to be at the cash register, you know. Um, but yeah, this one kid didn't have a middle name. Uh, and so she told me that her middle, I said, well, it's fine. Just make it up. You know, that's what everybody else did, you know, to get a middle name. They're just made up. Uh, and so she (laughs) chose, she chose danger as her Ah, middle name. Um, and yeah, that was pretty cool. But then she really liked it. And, uh, I got fired. I didn't see the people for a while. And then I met up with them, uh, you know, for a drink one time. And it turned out that she had had her name legally changed so that danger would be her middle name. Now, that's pretty cool. Yeah, her middle name really is Danger. It says so on her uh, on her license plate. But what she got wrong about the story is she thought it was our manager, Keith, who made up Middle Name Day to entertain everybody and keep them happy. And Gina, oh. it, it wasn't. It was me. I made that up. Keith didn't oh, know. Oh, that didn't hurts. Know. It really hurts. because you know. Worst. Yeah. And that was when, my whole reaction to the story, Tommy, was that like you got like – your sketch on air, essentially, you, you know, your idea got it into someone's legal name. Like that's the joy of that story for me. It's huge, right? right? I'm so honored. And when, when, when she told us this, that, you know, it was a group of people we all worked with and the guy, you know, one of my close friends was sitting right next to me and he knows that I made up middle name day, you know, and I looked at him and he could see the pain in my eyes. Mm. Um, And he just, he just put his hand on my leg and he looked at me and he said, not now, Tom. Not necessary. Um, oh, my God. And I didn't say anything, and we, we all had a nice time, and I still haven't said anything. Um, and I feel like, you know, I don't want to offend you guys, but I feel like this is a pretty anonymous venue right now. Like, I can be pretty safe here. Um, <laughs> yes, I haven't looked at the numbers, not. but it feels to me <laughs> like no nobody's listening and that really every time I'm on the show, fewer people are. You know, it's just... It's just um, <laughs> So Gina, absolutely, Gina Danger Uricoli, uh, I made it up. Okay, I, I love Keith; he was a great manager, but uh, I made that up. Your name is yes. Danger, and it's kind of because of me. So you're welcome. Please get Tommy the credit he deserves out there, everybody. Yeah. Yep. My yeah. goodness gracious. 
Because yeah, um, that, that could be something when it's the middle of the night and I'm just tumbling and there's, you know, I, I haven't gotten to, at least I never killed anybody that I know of, that I know of. <laughs> I might get to like, well, uh, Gina changed her name to Danger. Uh, you know, I did that. That was cool. Yeah, you man. Know? That should be on your, like, you should have that on a plaque in your, you know, basement room when you like have your like retirement, uh, like recliner room, you know? Yeah. Here's That's my how plaque I feel of, about it. Major accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think you make that onto a plaque and hang it, you know, instead of a TV, just look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we all have our own truth uh, and maybe it doesn't matter. And I, you know, do we even know anybody anyway, or do we really just interact with what we project mm. onto them, you know? So, oh my, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what is love? And, and that, Hopefully that could, we'll find yeah. all that out. <clears throat> well, I think... Right on the other side of this break. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back with Gina and Keith. Joining us again. It's what we're famous for. All right. Ladies and gents, thanks for uh, being with us once again. Still got Tommy aboard. Thanks for being here, Tommy. Um, Tommy, yeah, my Tommy. distinct pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm actually having fun. It's a strange sensation to me, but I think that's <laughs> what I'm feeling. Oh man, yeah. When it, when it feels new again, right? The new feeling of fun. Always mm. happy to have you along for the ride here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about songwriting and uh, some of the creative process crap and. Um, we thought maybe we'd, we'd do some sharing of, uh, some, some ideas that were being kicked around in our respective brains and, uh, Tub, would you like to say more about this? Um, no, no, no. Oh, okay. cause I normally do the song portion <clears throat> intros, right? I think maybe uh, you do. Yeah. And I think I just, uh, sometimes you just, uh, get it going in your brain. Old habits. Fond <laughs> old habits. Before you know it, you're, <laughs> you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Now I I uh, you know you you laid down the challenge, Pete, for us to try to come up with a song or a piece of a song, something to pitch on this episode of the podcast, and here we are about to do it. I think right, and then keeping in mind the the nice words that uh, Tommy said regarding pitching a song, and like, well, either it is or it isn't. W where's the pitch? Right. Ain't no trying. You're doing it, man. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse my, uh, boarding house cough there. Um, what do we do here? Top, should we battle the wits to see who, who goes first? Yep. Classic, <laughs> classic, uh, famous for this podcast, battle of the wits. Loser of the wits. will be dead and therefore the other person will go first. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, why don't you, why don't you kick it off for us, Pete? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so... Oh, unless you were about to just come up with a great battle of the wits. I'd... No, I had nothing battle of the wits-wise. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, I was thinking, you know, there's there are songs that are appropriate for when a championship is won. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking, like, uh, you know, what other market is being... Um, disregarded at this time and and the people who are runners up or second place where's their song and uh maybe there are maybe this will be once i'm done talking you guys will say oh there are it's yeah you don't know 
Queen's other song, you know, We Got mm-hmm. Second Place. But anyway, <clears throat> that was kind of the inspiration for this one. And uh, wait, wait, everybody I'm, I'm enjoys. Sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I know you just got psyched up and ready to do it. But yeah, no problem. You just, uh, I was kind of spacing out because I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, in a minute I have to pitch a song. And I didn't do any preparation, so I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. But did you just yeah. say that, that maybe Queen had a song about who got going, who was in second place? Like, not We Are the Champions, <laughs> but like, yes. we're second? That's right. funny, man. I don't care what oh. the rest of the listeners think. That's, that's, <laughs> that is hilarious. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, hopefully the song, uh, you know, lives up to a shred of its of its uh, good idea. You're, that, that's the that song you're about given. to. That, that's the song you're about to pitch. I'm about to hear a song that's about uh, being second place. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I'm gonna stop interrupting you. <laughs> we got second place, and we're proud of the effort we put forth. We got second place. <laughs> And we're proud of the effort we put forth. We got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. We got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. (laughs) Ideally, we'd have won. And sing that we're the champions. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Who knows how this part goes? But, But we wouldn't have the opportunity to write a song about second place. <laughs> There's already a song about champions. <laughs> but now new music is being brought to the world. We got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. We got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. Yeah, we got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. We got second place. And we're proud of the effort we put forth. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, obviously that other part was horrendous, and I forgot what I had for that. But uh, hopefully the chorus will live on as something that the uh, runners-up can feel good about. And and I think as long as they out-celebrate the people who actually won, I think there's an argument to be made like, well, they just... I've never seen anybody walk out of a stadium being the winners when they just lost. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, we're proud of the effort we put forth. You know, there can be some nanny nanny boo boo, you know, because you got third or fourth, right? We, we got second place, you know. And oh, see, right. Yeah. And you know, track meet wise, you're still, you're still ahead of the other people. So, right. So, so if it's at a track meet when there's like one through four or whatever, however they rank that, one through 10 maybe, like, we got second place, and we're we're shoving it up the asses of of three through ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which which I think is what victory is all about, right? It, it right. there isn't any winning if there isn't losing, and it only feels good to you know, right, to put somebody right. else in that losing position and 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 taunt them, you know. But I think sure. your point is good too. That if we're celebrating in a bar afterwards, and we're like happier that we got second place than you are about getting first place. Who's the winner? Who's it going to look like the winner is to the other people in the bar? Right. Oh, man. I think there's something there. And then maybe the album goes right down the line of like the third place song, fourth place song. I hate to just do an et cetera album, but, um, Mm. you know, I think there's something there. And oh, in classic case of, you know, I hope the hook brings you back because, you know, the, the verse was obviously or whatever you'd call what I did in between the uh the part that I had thought about at least for a few moments. I think like a retro to Teve. 
Oh, know. yeah. We got a nice Italian name for what I did in the middle? Yeah. Fusel. What was it again? Uh, what, what I'm calling it a, a, a recitative. I think that's an opera thing for uh, the part where it's kind of like out of time. I think that often is oh, the intro. Nice. I could I could have my vocabulary wrong. And uh, listeners, please come in and tell me. Yeah. No, Tommy, I'm taking it from there. I need a Ricky name for the bad. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tavi. I need a name for the bad parts of songs. Uh, so <laughs> recitative. <laughs> Recitatif is, is I'm, I'm an artist with that word in my pocket. I don't care yeah, what anybody it feels says. Good. It feels good. And they always always introduce it, you know, the when, tap when, you're about to, when you're about to go into the recitatif, just <laughs> announce, announce that that's the part of the song. That's it's, it's wretched. I'm it's a wretched about to go into the recitatif. I'm about to go. Yeah. The part that you don't like and can't hum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We well, got man, third Pete, place. Yeah. I just think that song is great, and I, I hope it goes to number two with a bullet. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Creative award assigning. It's a song about mm. second place. Don't give this guy first, please. What are they going to play at the, uh, you know, awards party? Yeah, if you get yeah. first, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, they play We Are the Champions, which really should be You Are the Champions in that case. Yeah, let me go back to this, because there, wait a minute, because there was something, there was a line that nods to like, supposed to be like, I was supposed to be way better than that, obviously, but like, you know, ideally we'd have won and sing about, and sing that We're the Champions, um, but we wouldn't have right. the opportunity to write a song about, you know, and now yeah. new music is being brought into the world, kind of try to like wrap up the meaning <laughs> the very yeah, try to drop a a line <laughs> there about the benefit this song is offering but now new music <laughs> is being brought to the world <laughs> oh my god they say write about what you know about and i've never won a day in my life they say write about what I you know, know about. about yeah never won a day in my life yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you guys for letting me uh, share that one. You know, we got second place, the uh, Queen's new hit. I love that. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, being proud of the effort you put forth. I don't know if that's aligned with like what I'm picturing the vibe is of mm. the second place. Yeah, tell you're me. You're just being proud of the effort. I think you're just like psyched up, you know? Like, uh. like you were saying, they're the ones it's the scene that the second placers are making at the bar with this song, Owen is, uh, embarrassing to the first place team. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. It's we just got second place. Yeah. What? And we're proud of some other line. Yeah. That's exactly what we were trying for, to get was second place, you know? Yes. Right. Uh, so effort doesn't come into that. I think you're right. Let's go. What, what's the second line? We got second place. And you guys are way less cool than we are. We got second place. Yes, something like that, yeah. You know, and I think, right, then you get the soccer hype. Exactly, we the place we were place. trying to get. Right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got second place, you know. We're number one at not winning, you know. <laughs> right. Right. We're number one at not winning. And yeah, just, I, I want to yeah. say we're number one at coming in number two, but th that gets all kind of, you know, like bathroomy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, yeah, like I said, thanks for the forced creativity exercise, uh, my brothers. 
That was great. That was great. Did Did you know that Silver Bells, the Christmas song, the lyric was originally Tinkle Bells? And <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is I'm not making this up. And the guy uh, came home from writing it and sang it to his wife. And uh, she had like a funny look on her face. And she said, honey, you can't say Tinkle Bells. People... People are going to think of the bathroom. I think she said people are going to think of the potty. Oh, um, yes. Man. They would have said potty, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he changed it to Silver Bells, which is like way better. Um, they did get divorced, though. I mean, the, the marriage didn't last. And I think, I think you can see that coming. changed it back to coming. Tinkle Bells after the divorce. <laughs> yeah, take that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She, you're right. He is forced to change it back to Tinkle Bells. after She got Silver Bells in the, in the divorce because it was... Her idea to change it, yeah. Well, right. I mean, when when you break up, you, you. I mean, I when I break up. No, I'm sorry, I've never broken up. When someone breaks up with me, <laughs> um, I do feel like, well, now I'm gonna do all those things that I wanted to do, you know. But mm, um, yeah. I, there aren't any things that I ever wanted to do. Which <laughs> I don't know if it's my turn next. But the, the last song idea I had, uh, which was like a couple of days ago, was about. Um, my experience in relationships, which is that I always feel like when I'm dating, when I have a girlfriend, you know, because that's the way I go as a heretofore. I'm not, I'm not saying what I will do, but, you know, when, when I have a, a partner, sure. my it's feeling is always that, you know, she says things to me like, you know what would be good right now? You know what I want? You know, I want five and a half pancakes with two walnuts and one almond and some whipped cream, but not too whipped. And wouldn't it be great if we could also have like a hot spiced apple cider? Um, you know, and, and then this really specific thing that wouldn't that be great? And this is what I want. And um, one of the reasons I like being in relationships is because I don't, I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do on a Saturday or any other day. And I don't have anything better to do than like, yeah, let's go on this quest for this ridiculously specific thing that I could never have even thought of and don't even know it exists. <laughs> right. And then we get the thing and it's great, you know. But my experience of the whole thing is just looking at somebody like, what planet are you from? How do you know what you want right now? You know, much oh. less being able to articulate it and, you know, uh, wanting to do it, like, in lieu of anything that I might want, if I did want anything, which I yeah. said I didn't. I love um, this as a concept, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's something that I think about. Like, well, why don't I know what I want, you sure. know, how come it's never going to be me? And a lot of times, like, you know, I wake up on a Saturday and my uh, girlfriend, and I mean ex-girlfriends, but a whole bunch of them, will say, like, Today, we're going to Target, you know, and I think, how, how on earth do you know what we're doing today, you know? Uh, <laughs> but they do. And uh, now I, I can't remember all the words, and this doesn't really count because this was just, like you said, Pete, I was just washing the dishes, and a lot of times that's when I'll start singing something. Sure, um, man. And I never went to an instrument to try to play this, but let me just pick up my uke. All right, it was just two chords going back and forth, whole step apart. Um do 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 can you hear the you do 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 and that was the whole thing uh and I had a little bit of a lyric that I'm not sure if I can remember it was like um 
You take care of you, that's what you do, like you're supposed to. I dun, 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 and I don't remember what it is that I do, but that was going to be the format of the song, just talking about you know you and how you know what you want, and that I'm you know I don't. Uh, what was that second line, Tommy? I was I was about to laugh, but then I like wanted to stop to like continue hearing what you're saying. But it, like that line was funny to me, like when you started talking about yourself. Oh, I, I don't. What was it? I, yeah. Well, I, I don't remember. I had one that that uh, I liked it, and I haven't been thinking about it until just now. So it might come back to me like during Tup song, and I'll just shout it out no matter what. <laughs> how good it's going, song. you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I, da, 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 da. Yeah. You you take care of you. Right, which is a good thing to right. do, right? I'm, I'm in therapy. I don't know if you can tell. And so, you know, I, we talk about, and I think about self-care a lot. And, um, you know, so when I say you take care of you, um, I, I mean that as a good thing, right? That's what, that's what we all must do. That's what, sure. you know, unhappy people don't know how to do, and we try to learn how. Um, but, yeah, you take care of you. I think I had a way to make it rhyme so i didn't have to use the same word again but i've got you know that's what you do like you're supposed to and i'll find some yeah. if i do this song i'll find some way to make that sound not so shitty you know yeah you do but what no you're i like those little do. i like those little like uh almost like trail off like in between like it would still make sense if you didn't say that but that's like an almost an added little thing whatever that is in songwriting i really like those i think tup does those really well too where it's like yeah, it makes sense without it, but it's almost just like a little extra, a little spice on there kind of line. Yeah, yeah. And I think they can have some kind of comedic value because you're saying something that doesn't need to be said. You know, it's like over-explaining. Yeah, um, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just wanted to, if I do the song, and, and the way it was coming out, you know, when when I got it the other day was just this kind of like floaty observation. I don't want the narrator to be saying that the way he does it isn't as good or that the way she does it is bad. Um, just just this observation of how the one person does it versus how, how I do it. Um, and I guess I do feel like I, I want to explain this um, because I think people who do know like how to know that they want a chocolate sundae right now and not vanilla and, and all that... <laughs> I don't think that they can really understand, like, how you could not know. Yeah. Right? Um, right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You go to Target like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they know why. You know that we're out of detergent. We go to Target, you know. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to talk about how they know when to go pick up new household items. And the answer is always because it's low and we're almost out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about to pass out. I haven't eaten since last Tuesday. You know, something like that. Yeah. I mean, 
The music is perfect for I've that. I've been just... off of my medication since last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really should get more, you know, or, or could you stop and get more, you know, yeah. Right. How do normal people know when to go pick up more medicine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and thanks, Todd, because... If I do that song, I'm not going to put in other chords. I'm not going to. I'm just going to go back and forth and kind of drift, drift yeah. around because you know that. I think that says what the narrator, whether it's yeah. me or not. That's that's it's what he's perfect. describing. You know, it's perfect. For, yes. right. I'm. I'm. I love it. And just keep. Yeah, you're just going to keep like the same. Uh, there's not a lot of dynamics in the song. It's just very. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, it's just very kind of matter of fact. It's really like, nice. Double tracked vocals. I feel like you know, just kind of. I don't know why that. I feel like sometimes fits with uh, certain feels. Yeah, yeah, I, I could know? hear that. I, I could hear that. And then, and That'd then, like, nice. of course, there will be. I mean, if I do it, there there will be instrumental stuff in between, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would just be kind of you know, lazing about. I, I don't know anything about Yolo Tango. Yola Tango, that, that that group that's been around forever that does really cool stuff that I never listened to. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know them. No. There's a, there's a band called Yola yeah. Tango, I think. Um, and they've been around like since the 80s. And they, they I think they were on The Simpsons one time, you know, so like, you know, it's, hey, they've made it. Um, but they, they have a song, and this is going to be a great story because I don't remember the name of the band really, and I sure don't remember the name of the song. Um, so yeah, look, look it up. <laughs> they, they, they have like 30 records, but it's on one of them. Um, I yeah, and, and can't if you find remember it, the name to this song. <laughs> but there's is some, Yola Tango, is that band like the band that has more, uh, something than the Beatles or something like that? Uh, syllables in their name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what they famously have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's kind of a big club to be a member of, but I think they're in it. It's um, the more, yeah, right. more syllables, yeah. right? More words of a different language than the Beatles. Right. Actually, yeah. them, Toads the Wet Sprocket. Mm-hmm. Queen didn't make the cut, and that was kind of like, they got a lot of no. accolades and stuff, but they kind of missed the boat on that one. Yes. Right. Um, but like yep. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they're there. Uh, and, you know, oh, with, sure. with, with room to yeah. room left over. Right, um, yep. The Heartbreakers themselves, almost a tie. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. The, That's the why they added Tom Petty because they were the same amount of syllables with just the heartbreakers. No, they, they were already had a beat. They, excuse they, me. They, they weren't. Sorry though. I mean, Pete, I keep counting it up, and I just think the Beatles. That's three, and the heartbreakers. Yeah. That's that's four. Right. But that is why Tom Petty added the heartbreakers, though. <laughs> right. Tom Petty, was, the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, he was calling himself Thomas Petty because he wanted to have the same number. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Tom Thomas Earl Petty. Oh no, who was it? It was someone yeah, else. No, it was him. Oh, Tom Thomas Petty's Earl middle name's Earl, yeah. Oh right. Uh, Dan Steve Frank, my roommate from college. Whoa. Yes. Man, you have known some some first name in heaven, you know what. Yes, yes. indeed. But yeah, Yola Tango, they, they do these real kind of soundscapey things and they're kind of trippy and uh at least in the two songs I've heard of theirs, they don't um you know, they don't celebrate like they just got number two and they're really happy about it. They, they never give you, in the two songs I, I'm referencing, you don't get a big climax. 
And I was like that in music and pop music because a lot of times I feel like I'm being asked to get too excited for what the song has set up. You know, like songs always build to these big cathartic things and often I find them embarrassing and often I don't understand like, what am I celebrating right now? And do I really want to go along with this? Mm. Um, Uh, So yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like things that sometimes that, that don't really go anywhere, you know. It's what we're famous for. All right. So, uh, yeah. Thank you again. That was fun talking that one through. And uh, shopping. Yeah. Top, what do you got um, on your end there, man? Yeah, so I, uh, I was thinking that the word uh, manifesto got stuck in my head from mm. our text thread also. Right. Uh, I didn't get the manifesto, like memo. (laughs) Yeah, I I want our listeners to. Well, I wrote a manifesto. I'm really proud of it and really clarified a lot of things for me. And I don't know if you guys have ever written a manifesto, but like if you do, uh, it might really be cathartic. Um, And then when you want to ask people, like, well, did you, I mean, did you read my manifesto? Like, you're asking me this question that my manifesto clearly fucking answered. Uh, part of my language and, and that came up with um i did send it to tup and pete and and they did read my manifesto but i couldn't remember if i had asked them so it's like well didn't you get the manifesto which yeah okay. um, <laughs> didn't you get the and manifesto? i had i it's a really nice manifesto um yeah manny the and, best man uh and so yeah then i i like to to try to put two things together that feel like they don't belong so i was trying to think like all right who like what's the feel of a song because famously manifestos are usually not the beautiful uh piece that you wrote but maybe somebody who's a little angry and Mm. has uh you know some things that they think should change about the world etc right so i was thinking like pair that up with kind of like an elvis vibe to it uh, (laughs) just because elvis seems like no offense i'm sure elvis had like lots of deep thoughts and you know, really thought about uh, society, and but it, he didn't come off that way. So, like his style of music didn't come hey, off. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> uh, as somebody, I don't who know would, if that was Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, you got a manifesto, man. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's good. Say <laughs> 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 there. Uh, Is that a manifesto I saw, son? Now that's a good manifesto. That's some good TCB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, so then, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Tell, kind of a, yeah. T- 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 we keep interrupting you, you know, because we love you. That's the only reason. But I, I am interested in what, what you're trying to say if we would shut up. I don't know. Yeah. No, I have a whole manifesto about it that I'll share with you guys later. But. Um, <laughs> But, 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 now, what's the idea? I also couldn't like concentrate on it because you know I was like paying attention to myself, which was awesome, by the way. But so you've got Elvis is doing a manifesto. There's, I mean, there is zero the, the amount of uh, preface that I already gave. This song is way too much. So I'll, I'll you just got play. a manifesto, okay, okay. baby. <laughs> You got a manifesto, baby. Yeah, you, you, both of you have already, like, you already said the lyrics of the song, Tommy, and that is pretty much it to be what you just did. So, <laughs> yeah. here, no, here excuse go. us, hit it, please. No, that that really was it, but uh, uh, it goes something like this. 
<laughs> that really was it. <laughs> it goes, uh, oh, hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, this is so good already. <laughs> Have you seen my manifesto? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had to get yeah, so, it off my chest, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Have you seen my manifesto? It starts out a little slow. Uh, but just push through and read the rest, though. Because uh, <laughs> it talks about a bunch of things. Hey baby, hey baby, would you read my manifesto? Hey baby, hey baby, won't you read my manifesto? I say as manifestos go, I think you'll agree that it's the best Cause it talks about some governments that we should overthrow so hey baby, 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 you read my manifesto? Oh man, that's it. That's Say won't you read my manifesto? Hell yeah, man. That's a jam. Yeah, man. That is so, so good. So yeah. much possibility there. Won't you read yeah. my manifesto? Hell yeah. I, 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 I want to hear a call and response, you know, baby, baby, right? Baby, baby. baby. I, that's what I was you know. hoping you guys were doing. Well, I you was, yeah, but I was that? on mute so you couldn't tell, yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of the time. Wow, wow, yeah. so, so So good. good, man. You know, can, can you say he, he had to get it off his chest, though? <laughs> I know. I, I, Is that in there? I feel I terrible that's not in there. No, I feel no, no. terrible. Well, put, put it in there. It. It's not done yet, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true, huh? <clears throat> Where does it go, though? Hey, baby, the pesto, baby. <laughs> Big fan of pesto. Uh, gotta get it off my chest, What's that stuff that you put in the envelope when you want to murder people? Anthrax? Um, oh, anthrax. Yeah, 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 anthrax. Well, that's that's a little hard to rhyme, but I was thinking like... Uh, no, we go... Uh, Won't you feed me some anthrax? <laughs> <laughs> Put in lots of anthrax and then something else you know. Cause hey baby, baby, hey baby, baby, won't you read my manifesto? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, he's gonna mail it, right? And there's priority mail, so I want him to say, like, you know, it's a real priority, you know, to mail this man this anthrax or whatever, you know. I think yes. I think when we when we really think manifesto, we're talking about the Unabomber, right? Right. Uh, That's the only one I know of. Yeah. Uh, it, there's the Communist Manifesto. Mm, that's a good one. That's a classic. I'm the Unabomber. That's a classic. Yeah. Hey yeah. baby, hey, hey baby, <laughs> yeah, I'm the Unabomber. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and then and Elvis and slowly cops to being the Unabomber. <laughs> 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 well, you know, uh, he's a Unabomber, and uh, now that he wrote the manifesto, he's feeling calmer, right? There's a there's a little kind of almost rhyme for it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> slowly get... <laughs> realizes that I, I like that he slowly realizes that he's the Unabomber. 
didn't even didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, you know, those are my sunglasses. Actually, you know, I, I have a hoodie. I'm wearing it now. Uh, that's, that's, that's really good. Come to think of it, <laughs> <laughs> where was I last Thursday when that building yeah. blew up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice path for Elvis. Yeah. He dies on the throne, you know, copping to be the Unabomber. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice one, though. Really yeah. nice. I, I love that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it, thanks, guys. It, you guys know that Elvis, um, that he did say TCB a lot, and it meant uh, taking care of business. Um, taking care of okay. business, man. Do, do you guys know this? Do you know what I'm about to tell you? No, I did not know that. No. It was like a catchphrase in that um, Elvis had an entourage um, and he liked when somebody did something he liked, he would say, you know, oh, that's some good TCB right there. Yeah, you know, oh. and um, uh-huh. he had a TCB belt buckle made up and it has it has a, it's an it's a logo. It's an insignia. It has a license, uh, not a license plate, a lightning bolt going through the C on the TCB. And um, being a guy who had a lot of follow through and belief in his own ideas, this is, this is where this is why I'm telling you this, this is why I think it's funny. He made TCB medallions to reward members of his entourage for taking care of business and doing stuff that he liked. Mm. And so, you know, you'd do something he thought was cool and he'd flip you a TCB medallion and say, yeah, now there's some good TCB. So, you know, leadership skills, I guess is what I'm talking about. That is leadership skills of the day. Right. Hey, little just... uh Little little trophies along the way. I don't I don't have a formal award ceremony, but I I do some awards along the way that I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, I is I wonder if that's really like him doing any kind of follow through on coming up with the medallions, or is that just someone it, yeah, else? Good, good point. He said like someone oh, man, else dressed as Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably just someone else dressed as Elvis who made the medallions. Were there impersonators when he was still alive, or did it take him dying for everybody to start dressing like him? Mm, I don't really know. I assume know. his whole entourage dressed like him, but I don't know about outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Driving up the oh, cost man. of rhinestones. They could yeah. never tell which was the real Elvis. Yeah. Right. It's more of a, yeah, it's a security thing. For protection, yeah. Because, I mean, he, he couldn't have Qaddafi's security team yet following him around because, it, frankly, I just don't think he had the forward right. thinking for that to, to make that Qaddafi up. hadn't started dressing like Elvis yet. D- did you know that when the Beatles went to see um, Elvis, which was like a big deal for them, uh, and it was pretty early on, you know, when they were still touring, um, it was, I think it was in 64, which is when the Beatles started smoking pot, um, hmm. which we all know blew their minds. Um, and, uh, we, you know, the Beatles were long hairs by the standards of the day. And right. Elvis was in Tennessee, which was um, in the South back then, still is. Um, and, that, you know, things were a little <laughs> more conservative. And George uh, was really pissing off everybody because he kept going to all the security people and the people in the entourage and asking him, let's see if we can do, you know, Hey, do you guys have any marijuana? You know, let's get on. Um, and right. of course they didn't, they were hippies. Um, and they were not hippies. And the, the story goes that, um, they wanted to beat him up. Um, and, okay. and, uh, and you know, they, they had to be told like, well, don't, he's a beetle. It'd be kind of a big deal. You know? Yeah. He's oh, a shit. hippie, but like, no, don't beat him up. Um, right. and I like thinking of George being kind of oblivious and I, I love his yep. enthusiasm that he just wanted to be high all the time. And he thought that anybody might have it, you know, no judgment on his part, no 
discernment about like reading the room or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Stay there, man. Beat that guy up. Yeah, yeah. Was it more like, was it sort of like a Jack vibe? Yes. Coming from Elvis? Like a, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. When, when, when Bob Dylan and Robbie Robertson and Al Cooper went to Nashville to make um, Blonde on Blonde because the band had tried to do it in New York and they sort of whiffed on it, um, they brought bodyguards because they were afraid of, you know, being hippies in the South. And uh, wow. I don't think that that was... You know, I think that was some some good TCB, some good planning ahead, and um, right, yeah. I've yeah. eaten Paul McCartney's ass tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, before before the p- podcast ends, I don't yeah. know. Could could I read my manifesto? Absolutely, please. Yeah. Is this a good time for it? I mean, as good a time as yeah, it's hit it, be. man. Thanks okay. so much for being on the podcast, Tommy. Yeah, take us out with the uh, yeah. manifesto. That'd be awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I talk too much this time. So if any of the listeners want to write in and weigh in on that, um, I'm really interested in your opinion. And, yeah, follow Tommy on uh, wherever you'd like them to, to follow. I'm upfront audio on Instagram. Uh, I never post. Uh, and I'm... Uh, I'm Thomas Bernath, I think, on Facegram. And again, I never post, but I'd love to see you there. Uh, Here's my manifesto. And it's just written, uh, you know, as a sentence or two. And then there's a little, you know, I hit return there because I have a friend who's an editor. And I wrote a manifesto before. He said, give him a break. You know, don't do it all as one long paragraph. So here it goes. You'll know where the breaks are because I'll stop talking there. Okay, It goes like this. I believe love is accepting another person as they are. I don't have to understand you or agree with you to love you. I have a responsibility to myself to do what feels right to me. If I act in a way that conflicts with my beliefs, I incur a moral injury. It is important to me to believe that what feels right to me is just what feels right to me and nothing more. My feeling that something is right doesn't mean that thing is right, regardless of whether everyone else in the world agrees or disagrees with me. My beliefs are actually feelings, which means they change all the time. This, to me, is further evidence that my beliefs do not equate to truth or reality. In any given moment, I can tell you how I feel about something, and I cannot be wrong. When I'm telling you how I feel and what I believe, you may disagree with the content of what I'm saying, but I ask you to acknowledge my congenital right to have a belief and to express it. I have a duty to myself to act in accordance with my beliefs, to follow my own sense of what is right and wrong for me. It is not for another to tell me what is right or wrong for me. I'm beholden to my ever-changing feelings and beliefs. The continuing development of my ability to understand my emotions, thoughts, and beliefs is the purpose of my life. Thank you for listening.